Hey y'all, and welcome to Education. I'm Mia. And I am Brando. Stole your thunder. Was, no, it's okay. You know, it's okay. but this is Education, where we teach you about people you should know about or teach you more about people you already know about. So. All right, and today we are going to discuss a really kind of tragic event. Yeah, actually. Um, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. There's no way to spin this one to make it happy or yeah, it's anything not. like it just that. Really so, sucks. Um, so uh, today we're going to be talking about the race riots that happened in um, Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Oklahoma um, about a hundred years ago. Well, hundred one. We're about to yeah. we're about to hit hundred one um, years. I think I can't yeah. do math, yeah. but I'm going to go. Yes, two, yeah, because a hundred a hundred would have been last year. Yeah, because so, uh, 1921, right? Yeah. yeah so okay. Um, so with the Tulsa riots, I know that a lot of people um, did not know about the Tulsa riots, especially uh, growing up. I didn't hear about right. that. Um, and when I did learn about them, I made it uh, definitely part of my curriculum when I taught my kids. Um, Absolutely. Because uh, we have like this little gap of time. Like right now, mm-hmm. like we're, we're about to be out of school where we really don't have a lot of set curriculum to teach. And they're yeah. like, oh, I'm trying to teach what you want. Um Tulsa, Tulsa. You know, I actually have to commend um, some of our content creators because it was actually implemented in our curriculum about, um, it wasn't my first year, so maybe last year. Um, It was actually implemented in our curriculum with their uh, commitment to, you know, promoting. Yes, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I do. Yeah, shout out to to that because they definitely don't want us to teach uh, critical race theory or anything of that kind of sort. Which shout out to one in my classroom. And they... They we're trying not to get us to teach about like right, they don't yeah, want the people to know about Tulsa, but, but that's I, why we're here. That's why this podcast is here. Um, so um, let's just go ahead and get right into it. So um, just a little bit of background about Tulsa. Tulsa was um, at the time was definitely uh, uh, like most uh, towns. I want to say in the South uh, was segregated. Yeah. Um, so the black part of town was called Greenwood. What um, um, was different about this time especially and what was very rare especially for it to be a city in the south um was that greenwood was very um affluent um, thriving like thriving. thriving you have a solid black community um doctors, here lawyers that, yeah doctors lawyers dentists yeah, like all the things it's black excellence yeah it's, quite literally personified yes. like quite literally so um i don't know how long greenwood had really been like flourishing like right. that um but you know, uh, yeah, the two sides. Twenty one. So I mean, yeah, and they're very much so still lynching people, right? Yeah, for um, sure. So I know that, like, that, I want to say they were separated by like a train track or something yeah, like yeah. that. So Greenwood I so. was kind of like in a different part of uh, the district or the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, um, you know, I feel like that to me, I'm feeling like if I'm in 1920s. Oklahoma, and I see a bunch of uh, black people being successful, and I'm, you know, a white farmer or whatever the case may be. Like, I'm gonna already feel away, right? Uh, and it's really only gonna be a matter of time before something happens, like right. that's going to come and like piss me off, uh, I guess, if you will. Um, but that's gonna actually happen on May 30th, uh, 1921. You're gonna have a young black. Um, boy named um, Dirk Rowland, um, 
and he's going to be an elevator operator uh, on the white side of town and uh, at a, I want to say it was at a building, maybe it's called the Drexel building, I want to say. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, so back then, you know, it's not like you just get on the elevator and you ding, um, mm-hmm. or if you're like me, um, especially during covid when you see somebody walking, door closed, door closed, door closed. Okay, like, I don't, child, don't have time for that. Yeah, not me. Um, but um, this is a manually operated yeah. uh, elevator, so you gotta have, it. you gotta have that. No, know, for real, that. you do gotta uh, to crank it. So um, that thing is big. Actually, I've never really thought about that. Yeah, it's damn it's, with people in it. Yes. So uh, hell no. So you know, various people tell. Uh, different accounts of mm. uh, what happens during this time. But um, the common consensus that I get is that there was some kind of physical contact that mm. happened. Now, of course, on... Um, Why well, I call that boy Dirk? His name is Dirk? Something like that. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. um, His name is Dick. Okay, yes. So, I didn't catch um, it. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I don't know Dick Rowland, yeah, okay. to be specific. Okay, well... Um, I, thought, I don't know why I said Dirk. <laughs> Maybe I'll think about And listen, Dirk. I'm just letting you go. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. so our bad. Sorry. Um, but anyway, so um, the version I like to think of is that he tripped in like an order or stumbled at some point because again, this is a manually operated elevator. Mm-hmm. But he brushes up against his white one. Right. It's very much so like, sorry, excuse yeah. me, kind of thing. But of course. Miss Mamas. Can't let it be. Miss Mamas is like, oh my God, <laughs> he has touched me. He has but right. you know, you know, obviously, the, thinking about like what Jim Crow looked I like was during this time. I just about to say, we're know, still in Jim Crow era. Like, like where, heavy, deep in Where it. you are not even allowed to be on the sidewalk. Walk. Yeah, right. Walking. You're supposed to get to the other side you of the sidewalk. You are not looking you know? anybody white in the eye. You are saying, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. Right. Like, and this it's, is definitely still ingrained, uh, yeah. you know. I mean, it's still and, really um, happening at this point. We don't get and these segregation so, until much so later. now you have touched uh, a, a white, white woman. woman. Like, right. Oh, no, you know. And that's um, that white woman syndrome. You know so, that about to be the most. Yeah. And then you also have, I mean, you have the birth of a nation to thank yeah. for that. Like that movie where that that really just Please, we con- that, that movie and that movie that came out like what, like maybe like ten years yeah. before. So yeah. you are definitely in full swing of the uh revitalization of the KKK I hate that movie. during this time. I hate that um movie. and of course for those of you who have not seen the original Birth of a Nation, um, this movie single handedly brought the KKK back yeah. out of sleep. Um, because uh, you have in the movie you have a black man who is um, being seen as attacking this white, white woman, woman yeah. who is the sign of innocence and purity. Um, so and he's you, just this big black savage that cannot be controlled yes. that is driven by sex. Like, and it is a lot where uh, a place where we get a lot of the stereotypes for specifically black men mm-hmm. um, nowadays. You know, just this savage that cannot control himself that's driven by sex, and it just. All these, I hate that movie. All these terrible things. I'm sorry, I hate it. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, um, of course, news um, ends up uh, spreading around. Yeah. Um, Roland uh, is arrested. He gets arrested, um, and honestly, they uh, there is a mob that comes down um, to the courthouse or to the jailhouse rather, uh, because they're like, uh, hand him over to us. They want some street justice. They are ready to just go ahead and lynch him and ask. Questions later, but um, what you see here is you also see a black mob that is coming, and they are armed, and they're like, um, not this one. <laughs> like, you're not going to touch him. 
which is probably going to uh, essentially kind of pop this thing off because up to yeah. this point in time, you know, black people have really just kind of been like uh, clueless. Yeah. Yeah. And, Take shit and you know, and like Jim Crow is just like kind of like a thing that they have to uh, deal with at this time, point in time. So just the the idea that, you know, black men um, in a mob will come down and, and kind of stand up to white people is not really heard of yeah. um, as often during this time, especially and in the South. I and think it's there are going to be consequences. Right. And I don't know specifically if this is actually true, but I did read somewhere that um the actual sheriff's department protected him, which I mean, I'm assuming is that the was the sheriff's department just black based, and that's where we see the, the actual African Americans that yeah, are protecting so him. They, um, so the sheriff, um, I think that their idea was that if they let him be free, that he was going to get torn apart, which mm, he, okay. which he really was. Yeah, because um, I've always wondered because I've heard it was a mob that came to protect him, and then I also heard that just the sheriff's department was black and they were the ones protecting them. But I do know that they eventually end up being outnumbered, unfortunately, and that's what we see. Yeah. The riot and the looting and the acting of fool. Yeah, so you have, like, this little, uh, kind of like this little exchange between these black and white mobs where mm-hmm. they're arguing. Um, there are some shots that are fired. Um, but, again, the black people are outnumbered, so they're going to go back to safety right. near Greenwood District. Um, and then shit goes down from there. June okay. 1st. June 1st, we're transitioning into June 1st, um, the early morning hours. hours. Um, Greenwood starts getting destroyed. Destroyed. And it's just so... Disheartening. Yeah. (laughs) That's all you can say about um, some shit And, you know, if you've seen... I think HBO has done, um, at this point, two really good portrayals of um, Tulsa. um, And that was in... um, Lovecraft Country. There was an episode. I need um, to do it. Yeah, you need to watch it. But there is like a powerful episode that literally centers around um, the burning of Tulsa, and it's just it just really just sent chills through me on knowing like um, what all these black people went through. Like, um, and then yeah, that's be terrifying. And then the other show is going to be Watchmen. um, Oh, okay. And the opening scene of the whole series. deals with Tulsa. So these white people literally destroyed Tulsa. Like, they destroyed Greenwood. Like, they spent days. Yeah. That's... So, Tulsa, um, I didn't know a lot about it, obviously, until I got older as well, just because, I mean, I'm from Texas. We just simply did not learn it. Um, But I remember getting, like, older and reading about Tulsa and actually being like, what the actual fuck? Like, because do you, like... I just think to know that people live here, reside here, and what you decide to do is to literally go burn their homes and loot it while you're doing it, like, that is the most, like, I I can't think of anything else. Like, that is just so egregious to me. Like, I can't even fathom having that much hatred towards somebody to be like, okay, this is how I'm about to get my get back. I can't, I I simply can't even imagine. It's, It's absolutely horrifying. So martial law is going to be declared yeah. um, during this time. The governor is going to send in the National Guard. But yeah, he, yeah. I feel like he took his time. As they always as do. Well. As um, they always do. But um, <laughs> you know what? The crazy part is they're going to arrest African-Americans like during this time. Like The ones that are the victims here, they're going to imprison all of them for <sighs> for their protection, if you will. But like, it's like, why don't you get the people that are people. tearing shit up? 
and take them. And it just really bothers me that like this happened because again, this is like you don't see a successful black community like yeah. set up like this, especially during this time. And it's just like to know that it was all destroyed in a matter of like a day or two. Um, like yeah. it just really like wows me that this that this happened. And to be honest, it's been a hundred years, but it still hasn't fully recovered. Yeah, you know? and it was what thirty five total blocks that were destroyed within. Yes, the and they had like over eight hundred people that were like injured. Uh, like it just it just sucks. And there's but, like um, upwards of three hundred that died. Yeah, three three hundred people that died. And I want to say that like um, when I was like reading about this, like. Uh, I think it's something different to like read about um, like this in general from a generalized spectrum. But mm-hmm. like when you start looking at um, like different documentaries, like from people who actually survived, and they they actually start talking about people by name and saying, "Oh, like, oh that would break this my is heart. like I can't. these are like uh, like uh, one of them like one of them he was like the most uh, successful uh, black physician in the South at the time and. Um, he he opened his door. He complied with this white crowd. They had told him to put his weapon down. He did, and they shot him and killed Ugh. him. Like, and you know what it really reminds me of is something that's that just kind of currently just happened with uh, in New York uh, with Buffalo, Buffalo. Um, where you have this white supremacist who um, basically takes a weapon and uh, writes racist things on the weapon, and he. Enter, he travels to he Buffalo. Travels. He travels. And you know what? I really feel like he did the research because a lot of people don't realize that upstate New York, um, especially that area that's near Canada, it's extremely um, racist in that area. It's not necessarily yeah, a great place that. to be. There are some sun downtowns there as Wow, well. I did like, not know that. And so I absolutely believe that this young man, like, knew what he was going to do. He planned this out. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely believe. Without even having the context of what Buffalo or, you know, Upward New York is like, I I absolutely 100% believe that. And I think he chose this and he goes inside this grocery store and he um, kills what, what was it, like 10 people? Yep. And like, I think when I heard the story, I was just like, I know that a lot of people are desensitized to these mass shootings that happen. Um, you know, but it really struck home for me when yeah. I saw the pictures. Like I like How when I saw right like I when I saw like the, especially like these older um, black that, men and women. Like I'm me. thinking about like my grandma. Like, right, that and, could have been uh, easily have been like I yeah. I I immediately went back to um, the the church shooting i don't want to give him i don't want to acknowledge him but yeah. i do remember i just that's immediately what i went back to because i remember having that same feeling then because it was our older black community you know what i mean and i i am not to say not to say that like you know if it would have been younger people it would have been any different but like i just feel like there's just something about seeing somebody that looks like my grandmother who my grandmother lived through segregation right my grandmother survived that and then to have their life taken do something so senseless and racist when we're supposed to be in this new environment, we're supposed to be these new people. Yeah. I think that, that that really does something to me inside. Like, it, it really does. I, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to even put it into words sometimes. But, um, yeah, senseless violence is... Yeah, I just kind of, like, I, I, I yeah. don't know. Like, I just don't understand sometimes, like, what 
have black people done right to anybody else to make like other races kind of like hate us that bad like where like someone decides that oh i'm gonna come destroy a whole community or someone decides oh i'm gonna go inside of a grocery store and just cut down like it's just i don't understand and even thinking worst case scenario right like if you know god forbid he had raped this woman do you think that's justification to go burn down an entire community of people that live here that thrive? like, and not just like you're not saying, oh, I'm gonna get the grown the grown people. Like you're taking out children. Like yeah. I just it's 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 something that I have trouble fathoming. Like I can't even process it because mm-hmm. it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It's very I don't know. I, and that's the word I always come to is the, I don't know. Yeah, um, I think that what's important to note here, too, when we talk about Tulsa is that um, there was a sense of community. Like, what I do really appreciate is that um, Black people did come together to stand for something. Yeah. Um, You know, like, I think that they absolutely knew, like, if nobody would have came, like he would have been lynched um, for touching this white woman or whatever occurred Um, but I think that like them standing up still was a very powerful statement I just am upset that it cost so much them doing that but I mean it kind of like just had to happen Yeah. Um, what I don't like is that like the government tried to sweep this under the rug. Of course they did. Um, Would it be the government if they did it? I mean, and even, like, with, like, I don't know, with what's going on in Buffalo, like, I mean, mm-hmm. I know it's in the media, it's a news story, but that's even a whole nother story, like, where, like, you know, they're already starting to, you know, put Claim together, mental like, men- Yeah, and mess. it's just like, you know, no, no, no. So many people have mental health issues and manage to not go and murder people. Like, that yes, is not, and like, especially with a massacre like a mass murder no no you're not getting you're not getting off the mental health yeah and it just like kind of like messes me up because like i like i have to go to the grocery store right now like like i run a lot of food and it's just like bro that's scary and we live in texas where literally where literally anybody can have a gun quite literally you You don't need anything you never know you can walk into academy right now and get a gun Period. You don't need anything except for to be 18 and not be a felon. Right. Like, bare minimum guidelines. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, we're supposed to just go about our regular day and act like nothing happened. And then when you complain about it, it's, oh, well, that's a one-time thing. Everybody's not like that. Okay, but one person could be, and it could end my life. Like, Yeah. Um, I guess another thing is, too, with Tulsa. So, of course, there was, like, a mass grave. place and then like um people were like moving bodies and different things like that because they were really trying to cover this up like and pretend like this did not happen and they're just now like 100 years later starting to give reparations to the descendants of like these people that suffered from this over 100 years ago yeah so um just like i would actually like to close out um, today's episode with just like a moment of silence, not only for all of those victims of Tulsa, but even um, for the victims of uh, Buffalo, well. Buffalo, Buffalo too. And these are their names, and um, I just want to honor them. Um, I know. 
and that's how we'll end the episode. Okay, um, we'll catch you guys next time. I am Brando. I'm Ian. We'll talk to you. Peace. Peace. I'm actually really in my feelings. Actually, <laughs> actually but I want actually, that that in part. I want it to fade to.